The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, hi, everybody. If you were just listening to those lyrics, I want to tell you they're way more than just thoughts or memories. Our loved ones who have passed are right here with us when we think about them. They drop in on us even when we're not thinking about them. And my guest today is going to be talking about her journey to finding that out. But before I bring her on the show, I asked her forgiveness as I share a couple things with all of you. First of all, I hope you can join me on February 20th if you're listening to this live. It's 2021. And... I'm going to be doing an online workshop for charity. We're raising money for homes for our troops. The workshop is called Shedding Your Skin, Moving from Trials to Triumph and Fear to Freedom. I have some outstanding stories of interacting with the spirit world to share with you and some great tools for overcoming fears and trauma that may be stuck inside. So find out more about that at SuzanneGiesman.com forward slash shedding for shedding your skin or just go to my events calendar on my website. Oh, I have a couple more announcements. The other thing is, if you haven't heard yet, I have a new Frequently Asked Questions page on my website, an absolute treasure trove of answers to questions people have asked over and over again that my guides have been answering for over a decade. And I want to thank my wonderful assistant, Bev, for putting that page together. She's going to continuously add to it. And it's just a great place to find those questions that people ask. Now, I wanted to share with you something that came up Tuesday night. Just last Tuesday, I did my monthly mentoring webinar online that any of you can attend that. And we had some computer glitches repeatedly. I understand that Zoom was having challenges. It wasn't just on my end, but it was a real test of everything that I teach about rising above the drama, remaining cool and peaceful. And in that session, I taught about the difference between two kinds of prayer, supplication where you're asking, please help me, please help me, and affirmative prayer where you affirm that all is well because you know that we are all arising from the same field of infinite intelligence and love 
that guides us. And so I received this beautiful email from somebody who was part of that session, and she gave me permission to share it anonymously because it was so affirming. She said, Suzanne, I got so much out of last night, especially the power of prayer and not asking or beseeching for things. Today, as I was walking my dog, I said to myself, if Suzanne can ask Archangel Michael to help her fix her computer issues, which I did during the session Tuesday night, she wrote, then I can ask him to help my daughter get a job. My daughter lost her job soon after COVID restrictions began. She's been trying for a few months to get a new one and has had many, many interviews, even getting to the fifth round of interviews for some companies, but not getting anything. I've been praying for her already, but in the beseeching kind of way. I knew my daughter was once again in the final rounds for a few places this week. During my dog walk, I was talking to Archangel Michael and all the angels and said my daughter was worthy of a job. She is honest and hardworking, sweet, sensitive, and loving, and needs a job that would suit her abilities and allow her to sustain herself. My crown chakra opened up while I was praying and walking. It's been doing this in meditation, but not on the street. Tonight, my daughter called and said she got the job she wanted. Now, I know she has her own team of angels in her court helping, guiding, and supporting her, and that could be it. And I also know that maybe, just maybe, the universe heard a mother rephrase her prayers. Oh, I loved that. And we have a mother as our guest today. Dolores Cruz is our guest. I'm going to be bringing her in in a second, but she has written a beautiful book called Look Around, A Mother's Journey from Grief and Despair to Healing and Hope. And I know that she has said more than her share of prayers in her grief journey. And I'm looking forward to sharing Dolores's journey with all of you today. Dolores, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Suzanne. I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you. I know I've read your book from cover to cover, and you were raised in the Catholic tradition, correct? Correct. Make sure I got that right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you had a certain idea about the afterlife, but the universe had a way of showing you that you perhaps needed to relook some of your beliefs before I get ahead of myself too much. I'd like you to take us to the beginning of your journey, and it has to do with your son, Eric. Yes, um, as you brought up, I was raised Catholic. It was just perfectly fine with me. I had a beautiful experience, and I would say that I had a very good relationship with God. And I mean, I still do, but it, it, it was fine the way it was. And um, the, my faith gave me some very foundational truths, which are beautiful. They're there. They're still the same. Um, But what happened was that uh, Eric had, you know, an accident. He was the youngest of my four children. I have a great marriage and a beautiful family. And we just... The siblings, his siblings were very close. They were all very close and loving. And, of course, I had a wonderful relationship with him, which I describe in the book. I just very much loved him. He uh, was 24 when he transitioned, but up until then, he, you know, he had gone to school, gone to college. And the most important thing is that he was a, beautiful, a fantastic drummer. He was a musician, mm-hmm. and musicians ran in my family. 
And I, it just, boy, that connection, that music <laughs> connection was very strong. And so I, my greatest joy was going to, when his band would perform, going to those gigs and a fish out of water a little bit. You know, I was older. <laughs> most of the people there were younger. Oh, Maybe not your style of music. Actually, I have to say, uh, I loved their music. I, like I said, I my older brother, who also passed away when he was 26, he was young as well, from a congenital heart condition. He was a musician. He was a rock musician. So was my son. It was just in my blood. I just mm-hmm. loved the music. And it was a joy, such a joy. And tragically, you know, he uh, had a, he was in a car accident, which just not only just devastated, you know, me and, and my family, my husband and his siblings and, of course, friends, but I just did not understand how that could happen when I was such a good Catholic. When I did what I was supposed to do, I prayed all the time. I went to church all the time, you know, every Sunday. Um, I was what I believed was a very good person, and I thought, wait a minute, this does, this does not make sense. And, of course, I was angry as yeah. anyone who might, would be, I think, in the same situation. And I just needed to find out there has to be more. There's something missing here. And yeah, that that's got me such started. An interesting reaction that people have that says, "Well, I prayed hard. I was a good person, and mm-hmm. why did why? How could this happen to me?" Yeah. Yeah, we see it. We know it happens to others, and we see that it happens to other people who we know are great people. And yet, when it's not us yet, we just say, "Well, gosh, I don't know. I don't get it." Which is true. I don't, I don't know. Why is that the case? How does, why does that happen? And however, I didn't, it didn't cause me search until it happened to me. And then I needed to know. And so I, I was launched on this journey. Um, I, you know, my prayer became, what, who are you? Yeah, I thought I knew who you, you know, I'm talking to God, right? You know, who are you? And not only, well, and who am I? What's, why am I here? I thought I was here to be, you know, a mother of these four children, and I'm a, also a teacher. I'm a retired teacher as well. But, you know, teacher, and so who, who am I? What's the point? What is going on? I just, it, was, it wasn't enough. I loved the tradition I was brought up in, but it had come to a limit at this point, and I needed to know more. So that's. Uh, what I did, I I started reading book after book. I read your books. I read so many other books on like afterlife, spirituality, other religions, across religions, and mysticism. And listened to so many people speak, you know, you and others on YouTube. And little by little, I just began, things began to unfold and I began to, I got this new understanding, um, if you can call it that, or a knowing, as people like to say, that of who, you know, how, what's going on here, the greater reality, 
I guess. Well, we yeah. are going to dive into that in the show because, you know, some people might right now be saying, wow, I, I thought she would be saying, I wanted to hear from my son. We have so many shining light parents who listen to this show. That's a parent who has a child across the veil. And they're probably saying, you know, like, my number one goal is, you know, I want to connect with my child. But you're taking this a step further. You're asking those the deeper questions. So we're going to dive into that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. I wanted to hear from my son as well. I needed to know where he was. I had an idea where he was, but I really needed to make that connection. Um, so, yes, you're right. Uh, that was my first thing. But con right alongside of it was the other picture that I was just describing. It was yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, so, I just oh, I dog-eared one page in your book. The book's title, again, is Look Around. We're talking with Dolores Cruz, and she said, and I'm going to clean this up a little because you were very clear in your writing. Uh -huh. She said, God, I want to know, well, I can say this. I God, I want to know who the hell you are. I want to know who the hell I am. I want to know what the point of this life is. I want to know why I'm here, and I want to know why Eric is not here. That would be my nightly prayer for the next few months. Yeah. Yes. And that prayer was answered, wasn't it? Uh, it was. I kept saying that prayer and getting up and trying to make it through my day and doing whatever I had to do, feeling the enormous pain in my chest and in my stomach. And, and little by little, it was, I felt like I was in a deep, dark hole. However, as I read and meditated on and, and thought and learned and stood outside in nature under my gorgeous tree, I, I, it was like a light started to shine. And I began to understand. And when that happened, I realized that my prayer was being answered. It, it was so obvious that this was God revealing himself to me um, by helping me to find all the books that, I mean, I believe they were, give, they were purposely, you know, put in my yeah. path so that I can Absolutely. read them. And, and you and, and other people that have just, what I, the, the, you are all my teachers also, uh, is how I like to refer to so many people that I could name. You, you can't help but see the web. There's not one person, there's not one book, but you, you have seen the connections. Yeah, yes. And, Please. and, at what point or at any point did you realize that Eric was part of guiding you? You know, he came in right away, even before I realized what was going on. Uh, within a week, um, right after his transition, I, okay, I had been, of course, you know, speaking to him. I, I spoke to him from the beginning, you know, of and I believe this is similar to what other parents have felt, I would say to him, where are you? What happened? How could this be? And it was a lot of where are you? And I would ask, I would tell him, I miss you. I want to hug you. I need a hug from you. Yeah. So that was there constantly. A week later, I, um, I went to Whole Foods. And as I walked in, there was um, 
you know, sometimes there's tables outside with people where they want you to sign something yep. or make a donation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw these two, a young man and young woman. So I went inside, and I, know, I recognized the table because it was the D.A.R.E. program, which is a drug uh, resistance education program and mm-hmm. that used to come onto our campus at school. And uh, I said to myself, oh, I'm going to go make a donation. I first went in the store, came out with my whatever I bought, and spoke to this young man who happened to be what, the same height as Eric, the same build as Eric, the same coloring as Eric. Very nice man. I explained to him, you know, oh, yeah, I know your program here. Yeah, I want to make a donation. I, I give him a check, and he's writing a receipt. And as he hands me my receipt, he says, how about a hug? <laughs> and it, I just, Oof. it was that, that moment that slows down, and I, I said, I'll always take a hug. And, I, you know, who does that outside of a grocery store, right? I, who, well, when you sign something, <laughs> says, <laughs> yeah. how about a hug? Yeah, and as I walked away, I said, oh, my gosh, Eric, was that you? Yeah. Somehow you gave me a hug. Yeah, that and was- for those of you who are new to this journey, that is exactly how it works. It wasn't like that person behind the table was eric but eric's consciousness influenced that guy's consciousness suddenly he has the idea give this woman a hug and it came from eric we all just are flowing back and forth sharing this mind and it's awesome i remember reading that in your book and i loved it love that story oh gosh yeah that and this is of course before I'm doing the reading and all you know books and all that yeah uh and another occurrence um also, early on, before I was very sure of what was going on, I was at a birthday party for a friend's niece. It was, she's five years old. And we walked in as a family. It was a family uh, gathering. That there was, you know, my husband and three other children. And my heart, in my heart, I'm thinking, oh, Eric would have been with us. Mm. And then I stopped myself and said, no, he's with us. I know he is. He's with That's us. Beautiful. So go in, you know, we're standing around a table having food, holding a plate. In my peripheral vision, as clear and colorful as anything, is Eric. Mm. All of a sudden, there he was, I, a Hawaiian shirt, big smile, dark, you know, his little bit of facial hair he had, you know, like they have mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. And smiling and looking toward the center of the group like he's part of the group stand, just like he would have done. And it was just for a a second or two, I start to turn to look and it dissolved. But it was just so clear. And I said, okay, Eric, you're here. You're just letting me know. You're reminding me. And this was how long after he passed? Three months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, mm It's just beautiful. I know so many people who are in just such despair that they they sometimes aren't aware that our loved ones are trying to get signs through. And and the way he showed himself to you, it it often is that peripheral vision. And when you try to look deliberately and see with your physical eyes, not the same. Right. Yeah. I love that you knew he was with you. You weren't wondering. You're just already, you just had that knowing. I, I did know, like I said, because of my upbringing, I knew I totally believed in afterlife. I know some people don't. For me, it was not whether or not there was. I knew there was, 
but I guess I didn't realize just how closely we are connected, and that's what I began to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, I was kind of insisting. I was like, "You, <laughs> you know, you are here. You, you are here." But I knew, and, and as I mentioned earlier, I always talked to him. I did not treat him as if he no longer existed or as if he were far away in some place, some afterlife that was untouchable. I always somehow in my heart knew that he's here. And so Mm -hmm. I always talked to him. Yes. And I know he appreciates that. So one of the questions you asked over and over, you know, where are you? Did your idea of that change and what kind of answers have you finally settled on? Yes, it did change greatly. Before Eric's transition, I, like I said, I believed in heaven, and I, I mean, I still do, and I know there is heaven, but I thought it was somewhere far away, out of reach. And with all the reading I've done, I've under, I now understand it's right here. Yay. Um, heaven is here, and it is really a perception that we have. We can possibly have no perception of the connections and of the people, the spirits of the people, our loved ones around us, God, angels, all of that, even the saints um, that we pray. Uh, it, let me just throw this in real quick. And I used to say, why do we pray to saints? You know, the Catholic people do. What's, well, they're, you know, they're just people. <laughs> <laughs> and yet now I'm like, well, because they're still around. Now I get it, um, that they, they are still around. So yeah. I now understand that the we are here, and it's, some I don't know, it's just something I have to, or we all have to take the time to stop and, um, as there's the book, look around and yeah. pay attention and be aware of what's right here with us, because it is. We get so, so is caught that up. how you got the title of the book? Um, a little bit. Uh, the title actually came from Eric himself when he was here. He, a very good friend of his, shared with uh, my husband and I um, one of the nights right after Eric's transition, a little story that always, boy, it touched us, all of us, was that uh, Eric and this friend and a bunch of friends used to hang out, you know, often in the weekends or whatever, in the evenings at a friend's home in the garage. And that when they would leave, uh, they would walk out to the street to go to their cars. It was late at night. And this friend of Eric said that they would stop and say, wait, just stop, just look around. And they were looking around at how beautiful it was and the silence. And and so when he told us that story, I I was so touched by it. And we ended up having that printed out on the little prayer cards that get handed out at mm-hmm. um, funerals. And, um, and because Eric was in a band, his guitarist wrote a lot of the music and within that following year wrote a song dedicated to Eric called Look Around. So it's really kind of um, stuck around with us and, and it's was perfect. perfect for my book. It was perfect yes. for the book. Yeah. It is. It's perfect. Let's see. We still have plenty of time before the 
the break. You sound so upbeat. You sound like <laughs> it's it's only 2017 since Eric was killed in the car accident. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some parents out there who've had losses longer ago than yours, and they're saying, "How how can I get like that? How can I sound like that?" What do you say to them? Well, yeah, I. I, like I said before, it definitely takes time. I mean, in the beginning, oh, there was no way. I, I had no idea how I could ever find joy again or feel it. It just was a, a total mystery to me. How, could, how would it be possible? I did not think it was possible. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say, I mean, I didn't. Uh, uh, let me change that. It's not that I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know how it would be possible. Uh-huh. So I al- I left that open. I didn't shut it off. I didn't say, no, I will never, ever. It seemed like it. It seemed like That's I would important. never, ever. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't say no. Uh, that's where I got started my journey. I went to ther- uh, therapy. For me, I know not everybody, you know, some people say they don't like therapy. I found the most wonderful grief specialist. She was fantastic, and I spent a year and a half with her, and she helped me so much to work through in that way. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, I found Helping Parents Heal, that awesome organization. And what was so wonderful about it is, or is still, is that there is the discussion of afterlife. And I know there are many, many grief support groups, which are which is great. But what I especially like about it, helping parents heal is having the freedom to have that discussion, because I can't have that necessarily with just anybody. Right. And in I, that, to me, that makes all the difference in the world to know there's a greater oh, world. Well, yeah. I'll be honest. If I didn't know that, uh, yeah, I think I would still be in a quite a bit of despair. Because then he would just be gone. That's it. Right. Right. And, and it would be and such a scary world. That's a very scary world. It's hopeless. Hopeless. It is hopeless. Yeah. And so for me personally, that is why I now understand. And this may be a stretch for some people. And I did not believe this in the beginning. But I do feel and understand that Eric was not meant to be here for, you know, whatever, 75, 80 years or whatever. He was meant to be here as as long as he was, and he did give us so much, so much love. He was a very compassionate, loving person, and that's what everybody was saying about yeah. him and wrote about him and in tributes to him. And he taught us a lot, and he then left and we are still learning. We are learning from his not being here physically, how to live, how to find joy, how to have meaning in our lives, how to and find how to our love. purpose. And yeah, that's the most important thing of all, how to love. I love that. Because, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, we are talking with Dolores Cruz and we are halfway through the show. We're going to take a break now and when we come back, talk about some of the signs Eric has given and all kinds of other great things that lets us know this life is not all there is. Come on back in a few minutes.
Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi everybody. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Dolores Cruz as much as I am. We're talking about her journey from grief to healing. Her book is Look Around, A Mother's Journey from Grief and Despair to Healing and Hope after the transition of her son, Eric. And when you said that word earlier, Dolores, transition, I thought, ooh, people new to this might say, oh, they don't want to say death. (laughs) Talk about that for a sec. Well, death is there is death there's death of the physical body so that is true however the spirit the soul lives on so there is no death there so i guess maybe it depends on what you want to refer to and there is a transition from this life right into the next and so i like that word it just it it works for me you know yeah i use different words but i like that word yeah Our languaging is so important, and it's still hard for us to say, I lost my child, or I lost my parent, I lost my spouse. And in a physical sense, they're not here. That is a loss. So it's not like we're trying to ignore what's going on, but it just changes what's going on inside, doesn't it, to say their transition, they passed, they crossed, that kind of thing. Did you ever have a sense that Eric wouldn't live a full life? You know, I, I something I wouldn't say I felt that he would go early necessarily. There was always the fear because every parent has that fear. I feared that about you know all my, all my children, of course. But something really interesting happened the last time I saw him, which I didn't understand until right after I heard the news, and he um, was still living at home. We were both up early to go to work. He left, you know, 15 minutes before me. And he would always go out the door. I'd say, you know, give him a kiss goodbye. And he'd go down two steps and look at me and say bye and walk off down the driveway. That morning, and it's so tiny, but that morning he did that. He looked at me and said goodbye. He took a step or two, and he looked at me again Hmm. and said goodbye again. And then he went, and I, at that moment, I stopped and went, I wonder why he did that. He never does that. I mean, I really noticed it. That's called that, a snag when I teach, you know, those little yeah. things that, you, that this, the soul is trying to get a little message through to you. I guess so. And, you know, I, but then I didn't think again about it until, you know, I, I heard, you know, when I, the moment I was told about his accident, Within seconds, I said to myself, oh, my gosh, he looked at me twice. 
And it now, really was the, Dolores, I just yeah. heard this. I felt this frisson of fear from some of the people listening. Like, I don't want everybody now get paranoid when somebody stops and looks at oh. you twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, it, but it in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I mean, obviously, those things have happened before. But for whatever reason, there, it was more than that. It wasn't just the look. It was something else that I felt. And yeah. so that was the only thing I can say that gave me just something different. I still didn't know what was going to happen um, consciously. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely things the soul knows that, that, that don't filter to our consciousness. How's your husband, your wonderful husband, Joey, doing mm-hmm. with this journey? He is, he's doing well. He, um, his, he has joy, as I do. He loves to hear the, all the signs and the connections that I have. He has not as many, but like I said, he's totally open to what's going on. He um, has also become a member of the group Helping Fathers Heal and enjoys uh, spending time with, on those meetings. And so he's been such an amazing support, and I'm very grateful. You know, I know not everybody has that. Um, I feel very blessed for that. I'm, I'm thankful that he's uh, here for me and supports whatever it is, whichever direction I need to go with this. That's great. I'll be actually speaking to the Fathers Group next week, so I'm looking forward to that. I oh. think it's wonderful. Ooh. They've grown from – I remember when they, when Mike started yeah. the group, and they had just a handful, and now like a couple hundred men yeah. go to the meetings. What a blessing that is, and especially for the kids who know that Dad's on board. It's great. Yeah. So yeah. we were talking about helping parents heal and their wonderful um, way of letting people talk about the afterlife. You are an affiliate leader in your area and also a caring listener. Tell our listeners what that is. Yes, yeah, Suzanne. I um, had noticed that in Los Angeles there was not a local group, and this is back before COVID when we would actually uh, meet, and I had been looking for a local group to go to attend because so far I had only been able to go online and enjoy those meetings. I contacted Elizabeth um, Bosson and asked her about it. And she said, well, why don't you start one? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> okay, let's see. Anyway, uh, got to made a few connections and I am now along with two other moms. The three of us are co-leaders for the Los Angeles group. We call it Torrance Flash Downey because those are the local cities where we meet. But mm-hmm. we had barely gotten started. We had two meetings in person, and then we had to go to the online meetings um, in March, last March. So I'm happy to do that. We you know, to help. I I just am so grateful for the help I have received from not my therapist and and helping parents heal uh, and others that I would really love to help others. And so then I also agreed to, uh, to signed up to be a caring listener, which is a person that can be called. There's a, a list of us. There's a group of us. But when someone really is in just such despair and in such pain and needs to speak to someone else who's been there, then I am happy to take calls and just to listen. People just yeah. sometimes need to be heard. And I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. 
And all of the grief experts who we have on the show talk about the importance of having a support group and being able to talk and just how helpful yeah. it is to talk about those who have passed. So that's thank you for doing that service. And we thank Helping Parents Heal for that group of listeners. It's beautiful. So I know you can go to helpingparentsheal.org and find the number to call for the caring listeners. So Eric, Eric was uh, is quite the bright light, and I know because I did a reading for you some time back, and I, I remember very clearly, I certainly don't remember all of my readings, but I remember feeling like I was sitting at a drum set and I was in my glory. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you definitely had him. You, you, his essence came right through you. It was wonderful. And yeah. And I don't know if all drummers twirl their drumsticks around but in the first half of this hour suddenly I was doing tricks with drumsticks in the air so I know Eric's with us now yeah oh yeah oh yeah I no doubt no doubt he is definitely with us now so yeah we, that was uh, a, a wonderful reading and I he definitely it connects with me I feel the connection and I know of other people too I've I've heard from others as well yeah, and let's oh hear my about goodness, that that's that's what we love to celebrate so if you could share some of the signs and some of the your favorite wow moments through your yourself yeah. or others bring it on yeah let me start actually just quickly with dreams uh, I hadn't realized before this experience how much meaning there is in those dreams and how often our loved ones really do spend time with us. And it's so clear to me now. I had, I've had various dreams with Eric where he's with me. Um, I've had some where it's just him across from me just looking at me with his mm. eyes and his smile and so peaceful and comforting to me. Uh, I've had dreams where we're walking together so which to me is also symbolic because he's walking with me so we are and I've had one where that where I got that chance to give the hug and feel him and it's so real um, but I do want to share my daughter has had incredible dreams with Eric they were only 16 months apart they were best friends they went to all the same and had all the same friends, a lot of the same friends. And she, her dreams, many, many dreams involve them hanging out, laughing, hugging, teasing each other, mm-hmm. you know, even saying silly things back and forth, which is what they always did. And she, it's, I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think she's, um, it's such a blessing to her, yeah, not only to be, re- yeah, not only for her to receive them, but for us to be able to share in that when she tells us. Um, I always say a dream for one of us is a dream for all of us uh, because it gets nice. shared. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, and you hear so many stories about people that say, oh, that was just a dream or you're making that up. Mm, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, and in fact, let me lead into one. <laughs> you just uh, brought me in to one of the synchronicities, and then I want to get into more solid signs. But I was... With having lunch with my cousin, and we were talking about that. You know, our loved ones—do they? Is that really a dream? When, when you know, when we dream about them, or are they really with us? Um, so we were talking. Walked to the car. I said goodbye to her. Got into my car, turned it on, and there, um, there had been music that had been 
playing from my phone, but mm-hmm. the, the album, the title of the album was More Than Just a Dream. No and we way. Just been having that conversation. And I get in and I, I see this and it just lights up and I go, yes, yes, I, I know, I, I get it. It's definitely more than just a dream. Um, I love those synchronicities that occur. But, um, I do too. And when you follow it backwards, you can see the influence of Eric or guides who actually lead you to have that conversation knowing that's going to come up when you get in the car. Mm-hmm. See, the connections go yeah. backwards. That's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, but let me give you a few other really uh, fun ones. First of all, um, I also, about six months after Eric passed, um, had another very cool experience where I was in bed. Um, I usually go to bed before my husband because I'm an early bird. I need to go to bed early and get up early, and he stays up later. So I had gone to bed, and I had still been crying every night at that point. That was six months later. But I had taught myself to go into a guided meditation, which is an awesome thing to do, where I can take myself to spend time with Eric. Mm. And that usually takes me about, you know, 10 minutes to kind of get, you know, do it a certain way and get over there. I was so tired. I laid down. I was crying, and I was tired. And I said, I'm just going to go there really fast. And I put myself in that place, and I could see him the way I see Mm. him. But all of a sudden, in my ear, in my physical ear, I heard, I'm right here, Mom. Oh. And peace just flooded me, and I went right to sleep. It was very profound because he was just reminding me. He's, I guess, been watching me cry every night and said, look, I am here. And it was awesome. (laughs) So I hope that that all of you who are listening, who are are listening because you're trying to make those connections, you can see it's the the keys that to Dolores's success has been in connecting with Eric is her belief that he's still with her, their commitment to that regular practice of meditation and that strong intention from the heart to make that connection. So did it happen every night, Dolores? We want to let people know what your experience was. Um, does hearing him, is that what you No, think? like when you would, you know, go to this place where you would meet him, was that an every night thing or just on occasion but was so worth the Um, effort well for a while it was every night for a while i was doing that every night um that was what i needed to do and it helped me it oh it was very comforting and Mm -hmm. i know it's easy for people to say well you're just imagining it well i suppose i start out that way but it's i can't describe how much comfort it brings to just take yourself there and to not say to yourself, oh, it's not real, it's not, you know, it really happening. Just go there. Just enjoy it. Uh, I believe it is real. And How would you know if it's not? So when you believe that it is, and then it leads to things that arise that you're not expecting, that you couldn't make up, This this is the reason why we give it that credence and honor our loved ones, right? Right. I just take myself there and see what happens kind of a thing. Uh, enjoy the experience of being there. And, um, yeah, it, it's just, uh, again, it, uh, it's hard to explain, but it's, if you do it as a practice, you will understand uh, what you, 
the benefit you get out of it and what the connection you make. I just totally feel connected with Eric when I'm doing that. I feel anyway, but I do especially when I'm doing that. Can you that. briefly describe the practice? Because I know people are jumping at the bit. What does she do? How does she get? Where does she go? Uh, yeah, I mean, and this was uh, mainly, I guess, by it was Dr. Mark Pitstick who guided various times I've gone through his guidance, although I've heard others uh, lead as well. But I can just sit quietly and feel the light around me. And sometimes they'll say, you know, I, I go to uh, a place to find a door or a window and climb through and mm-hmm. walk to a place that you where you want to meet your loved one. And I have chosen this awesome place. Honestly, it's it's really grown too. It's huh. it's a whole island, I guess you could say. But it's this beautiful place on the beach. But up above the bank, there's there's uh, and behind there are many amazing trees. Yet we have a shoreline, and then I have tables. And they say you go to a table and you sit at the table and see your loved one in the distance and see what they're wearing. And as they approach, you can get up and go over there and give them the hug and then sit down together at the table and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, that's basically it. Um, and it's just a and wonderful it, way it, to spend my time. I could be crying instead, or I could just do that. And it's you beautiful. You, the the door or the window are symbolic of going th- to another realm. It's an entry point. Then you issue the invitation by seeing them come to you. So it works because you have all the elements that make for a great connection. And so, you know, you may start out, like you said, with your imagination, but you have absolutely opened the door for that connection to happen. So thank you for sharing that with us. How about yeah. some other awesome moments of connection? I know you yeah. have more. Um, my husband, uh, Joey, goes to uh, New York, well, except for this last June. But every June he would go to New York on business, and I would join him at the end after about a week and spend a few days. So I went, this was, oh gosh, I think it was two years ago. What's, what's it, a year and a half, two and a half years ago. At any rate, I joined him in the lobby of the hotel. You know, I got myself there. We go up the stairs. We go to the door. He's unlocking the door. And I went, oh, my gosh, look at the room number. And the room number was 2311. And Eric's birthday is the 23rd of November. November is the 11th month. Yeah. And, and Joey picked right up on it. He just, it was just within a second. He went, oh, you know, and um, it was amazing. All this time I said, okay, great. Thank you, Eric. You're watching over your dad. You know, he's right here in this room picked out by you. But, That's so cool. Uh, it, was, it was really incredible. Another time we traveled, we were traveling in Europe recent, uh, summer before last with some very good friends and we were climbing the oh 300 or so steps of Prague Castle mm. and uh, it's a kind of a windy staircase and it's really challenging and we were a lot of people going up there and we were just kind of laughing and huffing and puffing and just before we got to the top I'm looking back because I was in front of the rest of my group I mm. looked back and right between my husband and my friend was Eric Oh my! I, I I saw him just kind of for a second or two, but it was clearly him. I could see what he was wearing, and he was smiling too. He was climbing up with us. 
And I know he's been there before because he studied abroad in Madrid, and he visited many cities in Europe, and I, so he was in Prague. I have no doubt he was there before, but he was probably just enjoying it with us again. It was obvious. It was so beautiful, and I shared that with them as soon as we got up to the top. <laughs> that is so cool. And so when we say they are right here, we mean it. And this the consciousness that joins us allows them to say, I want to be with my family. I'm going to be with them and to experience what we're experiencing. So awesome. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us yes. about the glow yes. sticks. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. All right. So this past May, my other son, Nick, was supposed to be getting married. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened because of the shutdown. We weren't able to do that. That was supposed to be May 7th. And we were, of course, very disappointed. Uh, that was May 7th, and on May, I guess it was the, the next day, May 8th, I went to Eric's room, and there was this pack of four glow sticks that had been sitting there all this time, so it's been three years, or, and who knows how long it had been there before. Well, one of the sticks was glowing, <laughs> and so of course I asked my husband and my daughter who was in the house, and anyone who had been in the house, but seeing COVID, you know, people really have not been in the house, but other than those of us that live there, and no one had touched it, and no one had opened it, it was still closed, wow. uh, it was, so I just went, wow, and I thought of Eric right away, and I said, oh, that's really cool, when I told my husband about it, he said, you know, I saw that yesterday, well, he saw hmm. it on May 7th, which should have been my other son's wedding day, Yeah. so I felt like, oh, Eric's acknowledging that special day. No and doubt. Oh, I, goosebumps. I look at the, yeah, and I look at the package. I go, how long does this last? Well, it was supposed to last uh, something like 70, 60 hours or 72 hours, something. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, by Sunday it's going to be gone. Well, Sunday was Mother's Day, and it was still glowing brightly. Oh, and then gosh. two days later was the anniversary of Eric's transition, and it was still glowing. Wow. And it continued for even a couple more days. It went on for well over a week. And I, it was like, thank you, Eric. <laughs> I know you're, yeah, you are acknowledging these special days. And it was a really fantastic way to do it. Yeah. I hope you got we a picture of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you have a whole bunch of pictures of these wonderful I, signs? I do. It's. Uh, and I've heard other parents on Helping Parents Heal say they do the same. It's a beautiful thing to do. Just And I write them all down. I've got oh, yeah. three or four journals full of signs and connections and synchronicities. And I take pictures when I can. And I write them down. And it's a beautiful reminder. If there's ever a doubt again, then go look. And yeah. it's all there. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Nice. He's a great, great communicator and great connector. Yeah. So with just a few minutes left from what he's shown you that he's still right here, you raised some really big questions at the beginning of the show. You know, you, you parallel to your journey to find Eric was your journey to ask, what's the point of all this? And who am I? And who are you, God? Mm -hmm. Big questions, less than five minutes to talk about it. But okay. what are some of the biggest things that you've discovered? Well, to start with, who are, who are you, God? 
there is a I, what I will call a, a misunderstanding that many people are taught that God is kind of like an old man in the sky that we pray to, and you know he's can be wrathful sometimes, and you got to do the right thing, or you might make him mad. And if you mm-hmm. do the right thing, he if you pray, he'll sometimes answer your prayers, but sometimes he doesn't. But that's so not it. That is something. It's just God is the creator. He is the creator, and he is the source of, or he, and I don't even want to say he, to be honest. And I mm-hmm. say it in my book, he, she, God is the source of all love, because this is why we are here. We are here, we are created in the image and likeness of God, so we are love as well. And we are here to remember that, that we are loved. So that is who I am, and we come here and we have much to do and much to learn. So we are to be doing all that, but hopefully we, dis- we remember who we are, which is love, and which is uh, part, you know, we come f- of God. And so there is, no matter what you do in life, it, it, no matter how big or grand it appears or how small it may seem, what all that, that's not going to matter uh, when it's time to go on to the afterlife and, and really get to, I guess, meet, see everyone again and maybe really talk to God or Jesus or whoever, uh, Buddha, whoever you uh, are looking for and have always connected with and loved. Um, but that is, they're going to want to know how much you loved. And that is what we will even ask ourselves, how did we love? So that is why we are here. That's wow. it, it's very simple, <laughs> really. It is very simple, but you know, sometimes it takes a tragedy that will knock you to your knees, like the death of your son yeah. did. And you and I speak the same language now, and I know I didn't always talk like that. So I just thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. You, you said it so beautifully, and I know that Eric is super proud of you. Oh, thank you. I, I feel him. Yeah, I feel him here. With us, yeah. Well, yes, thank you so much. I so appreciate, Suzanne, you're having me come here to share this. Um, I, As I have said before, you have been quite a mentor for me, and I well. thank you for all well, you. Well, I love, I love how the ripples go out because now you're helping others, especially with your book, Look Around. I hope you all will check it out. Dolores, it's been just a, a real honor talking with you, a, a treasure. So. Thank you. And everybody, go out and have a great week. We'll see you here next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality 
spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.